Today's date is February 13th, 2021. Welcome to Nerds of Unusual Origin. I am your host... Ah, fuck. That's okay. <laughs> Welcome to Nerds of Unusual Origin. I am your host, Steve. And I'm Frank. Nerds of Unusual Origin is a weekly podcast where we'll take a dive into the culture that is nerd. We'll discuss music, movies, and more as we talk about stuff we obsess over. So, I guess we'll kick it off. Steve, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> I am drinking some Zero Sugar Canada Dry. I recently started the keto diet for the second time in my life, and uh, I, I, I got I to gotta drink the good stuff. Well, speaking of good stuff. What about you, Frank? Hold on a second. Let's hold on. Sorry. Ready? Ready? Here comes some sound effect. All right. So I just cracked open one of the classiest drinks I've ever drank in my entire life, a Bud Light Hard Seltzer. <laughs> You know what? I'm not even going to lie. I tried one uh, a couple of weeks ago and they're not bad at all. Okay, this this is I, the I um they're... this is the peach lemonade. Uh hang on a second. Let me give you some initial impressions here. Hang on. Man drinks on on podcast. Okay. Not too fizzy. Um actually not bad. That's extremely drinkable. I'd happily pound like 10 of those on an extremely hot day. <laughs> uh I, I i'd be right there with you if i could do it yeah i'll pound this canada dry wait so uh the hard seltzers aren't keto friendly either um i mean they are to an extent but like uh, if i really wanted to drink there's stuff that i found recently that you can and i i've been meaning to go out and try some i just haven't um Come, uh, there's a company called Flying Embers that makes a hard kombucha that is zero carbs oh that'd be pretty good and it's like 7%, so you only need two. I'm a fan of the booch. <laughs> yeah, fermented tea is for me. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Well, this stuff here is only uh, three grams of carbs, so not too bad. Not at all, no. I, I would I would drink it. But anyway, yeah, it tastes good. It's kind of like um, if someone soaked like those peach ring candies in, uh, in, in, in extremely watered-down vodka. That's kind of what it tastes like with some fizz. Well, it's much better than that greater good crap that I tried a couple weeks ago. Ugh. What did you have from greater good that you didn't like? Oh, the hard seltzer. Yeah, their hard seltzer. Oh, my God. It was like drinking ether. You're not the first person that said something about it, so I'm, I'm just going to lay off. Yeah, hopefully they just cancel that line. Go back to beer. You know, stick with the beer. It's great. So... Uh, it's funny. I, I have a buddy who uh, who was the head brewmaster there, and I guess he's not now. So oh. it's weird. So uh, yeah. Huh? No kidding. So well, you know what? Hey, I haven't tried anything since he left. Um, you know, uh, the the Bud Light segues, you know, pretty nicely into our in our first topic of conversation, the uh, the superb owl. So yeah, I was completely wrong about what I thought was going to happen. Oh yeah. Uh, it was not a close game. No. It was very, very fun to watch, but not if you're a Kansas City fan. That was horrible. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, it was in in many ways. So I, I, talking with my wife during the game, I, I really felt like it was watching a Patriots game, you know? And I think, yeah, wow, that was, that was big time. Um, <laughs> I think I texted you that, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. The craziest part is is that is the only game that Mahomes played where he hasn't scored a touchdown, and that is the only game 
that he's ever been beaten by a double digit score. Man. It had to be the Super Bowl. Yeah. But uh yeah, so yeah, it was good if you're a Tom Brady fan as we are, uh it was a good thing. Um it was nice to see him get number 7, you know. So that was pretty sweet. Speaking of Tom Brady, have you seen any of the things from the parade that they had out in Tampa? Oh, you mean how he was just casually winging the Lombardi from boat to boat? <laughs> that one, or him just walking down the street having to be held up, <laughs> hugging fans, no mask, you know? Yeah, well, the works. Yeah, that's that's maybe not so good, but I mean, whatever. Oh, I thought it was great. It was hilarious. Well, I'm talking about the no mask thing, but um, but the rest of it was, oh. was you know, the rest of it was, you know, spot on. You know, um, I approve <laughs> of the behavior. That's great. It was, yeah, it was great. Um, it, it's it's funny because it's a complete departure of what he did in on the Patriots. Uh, you, you just saw him be this like reserved guy and. Well, didn't party too hard, or you didn't see him. That was, uh, I think that had a lot to do with um, Captain Killjoy Belichick over here, you know. So, uh, you know, there, there, there will be no laughter or, or happiness of any kind on the New England Patriots. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if you saw the tweet that he put out, but <laughs> he, it's deleted now. But uh, he, he was apparently drinking tequila. Okay, but his tweet said something. Uh, Noting to see her, just little avocado tequila. <laughs> oh, when I saw that, it was, it was, I was rolling. That's right up there with Kofi, you know, Kofeve yeah. and and hamburgers. And hamburgers. <laughs> oh, uh. God, no, that's great. Um, you know, so I know that we were going to try to talk about some of the the, the commercials that we saw and stuff. Um, but uh, I didn't watch. The, there weren't many good ones. Yeah, I didn't watch the entire game. Um, there, and from what I heard, yeah, there really weren't that many great ones. Um, the only one we sh- could have talked about is the one we already did, and that was the uh, Cheetos one. The Cheetos one? No. Well, I mean, yeah, which was okay. It was kind of lame, and unfortunately, they're like jamming it before YouTube videos now. So I'm like that, and the um, the Sam Jackson Verizon. Fortnite looking commercial. Uh, I, I want to be completely honest. I don't remember this one. That's entirely fine. You're not missing it. Well, okay. So basically, um, it's a. It, it looks like a, a a poorly rendered video game, um, kind of like Fortnite, but it's Sam Jackson on top of a mountain screaming about how great gig speed internet is. And then uh, a shark eats him. That's huh. it. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, but I've seen that commercial. I don't commercial. know how I feel about that. Yeah, I've seen that commercial more times than I care to think about, and, and, and it wasn't great. So, yeah, maybe not that great of a year for commercials. Um, we, got to, we did get to see the um, Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer, so that looks pretty sweet. It does look pretty sweet, and it's it's. Uh, I guess it's <clears throat> that does look pretty sweet. I guess it's dropping like the week after WandaVision ends, so there will be no ladge between the vag, if you know what I'm saying. Wow, no, actually, I don't know what you're saying, but I, I think I'm okay with that. Um. <laughs> oh no, it's a it's a it's a quote from "I Love You, Man." Oh, it's a you know, no, 
no no lag between no, you, you get it never mind i'll just say i get it i'll, I'll laugh along with you <laughs> yeah i get it um but anyway no it does it looks sick it looks like i mean it, it really does look like an mcu movie stretched out over six episodes of tv you know the quality it just looked phenomenal yeah, I keep hearing them refer to uh, stuff as being uh, miniseries and not like season shows, which kind of makes me a little bit sad. But I completely understand that there's obviously going to be movies accompanying it. So yeah, it's, it's not. I mean, I think I'm starting to think that what's happening right now is just easing us into phase four, you know? Yeah. And, and not so much um, setting up um, a lot of television you know, for the future. Like, I don't, I don't know if we're going to get a season two of WandaVision. I don't think so. You know, the way that it's looking, it's not. So, yeah, right. So I think maybe this is how um, they're going to handle the Marvel stuff is, you know, kind of like um, stretched out segues. Yeah. The, the weird thing is, is like the, the timeline of how stuff was supposed to come out is completely different because of the pandemic. Like, uh, Marvel Eternals was supposed to be out, I believe, in November. Um, Black Widow was supposed to come out around the same time or a couple months either before or after. And then WandaVision. So there were supposed to be, like, lead-ins here and there. But they kind of adapted. So I don't know what it does to the timeline or if you have to kind of piece it together. Kind of like the Fast and the Furious movies where... Tokyo Drift is at the very end. I, I get. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the 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 fast movies, they lost me after four, I think. So, I, what do you mean? I, I think I've seen, <laughs> I've seen the first four fast movies, including Tokyo Drift. You know, and and I think that's about it. Um. I know, like, What's-Her-Face came back to life, right? Letty, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, I didn't see that. I think I might have seen some of the one where they're dragging the bank safe through the streets. Um, that was pretty cool. But, yeah, no. Nah, I'm pretty I... sure there's one where the rock punches a, a, a submarine or something. <laughs> <laughs> you punch it in the nose. Um, Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So the the fast movies now that they, they lost me. Anyway, um, getting back to Marvel stuff. You know, WandaVision. What are we? What was that? Episode five now? Yes, it was episode yeah. five. Was it? Yeah, it was episode five. Yeah. Um, good. It, good, it, it good was episode. definitely. Sorry, go ahead. It was oh, a great it was, episode. Yeah, I was pretty stoked on it. Um, it, it was awesome seeing. Um, you know spoiler alert it was awesome seeing vision start to figure it out you know um and and yeah he'd been piecing it together a little bit here and there right yeah and i thought it was really awesome um seeing how you know she's trying to manipulate an entire town and seeing the extent of her like um you know where her attention you know how you know yeah, it, it was it was a cool episode. A lot of a lot of a lot of neat concepts in it that I liked. Yeah, it was it was really cool because um, you, you kind of get insight on a bunch of different stuff, and and there's stuff I definitely want to go over that I think is happening. Mm -hmm. 
I kind of gathered it as the episode progressed, and uh, the end kind of gave me my opinion on what's probably happening, but I could be wrong. Yep. Uh, uh, I know you're not really familiar with the books. I'm not a, a hundred percent familiar with with the books, but let me say that again. I know you're not familiar with the books, and I'm not a hundred percent familiar with the books, but I do dabble in them and I do pay attention to what happened so I can you know make sense of what could be going on in the movies because they loosely base a lot of stuff in the movies and now the shows on what has happened before it seems like they're doing a loose telling of the house of m storyline and if that is what they're doing it's going to be really cool it, it almost seems like they're kind of doing it in reverse and uh, just in case you don't know what House of M is, I'll give you the, the abridged version. Uh, Wanda basically rewrites reality. That's very abridged, Steve. <laughs> I don't want to give too much away in case yeah. that is what they're doing. Right, right. Um, I mean, I'll guess, give a little bit more away. Uh, Wanda rewrites reality because her brother uh, kind of says that he puts this little... I don't know, worm in her ear that everybody should be happy. She kind of rewrites reality to where everybody's happy, but they're not. Mm. So everybody starts getting mad at her and resenting her, and she doesn't like it. So she rewrites reality again, and she abolishes all mutants, and everybody on the world in the world is normal. And that's pretty much all I know mm. about the, bo- the books. Um, I can't go from there. But what it seems like they're doing is kind of reverse is where she's rewriting reality and creating mutants because they had that whole conversation when Darcy was talking about Monica's cells changing from going through the hex twice. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and at first I couldn't tell if she was talking about Monica having cancer or her getting superpowers. Right. What do you think? It sounded to me like um, she was getting cancer. You know, like that's what I was going off. Well, yeah, I, I thought that too, but I actually just watched the episode again mm-hmm. with uh, my wife. And it was Monica that said something about, like, she said cells change, cells metastasize, cells right. uh, go into remission. It wasn't Darcy. Yeah, and if you and it, couple that with her X-ray or uh, CAT scan, it kind of it doesn't seem like it'd be cancer. I honestly think it's going the other way. I think she's getting powers because Monica did have powers in the comic books, right? Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, wasn't she um, Captain Marvel's successor? She was a lot of things. Oh. Um, she was Captain Marvel's successor, but she also went by... Um, one of her names was Photon. Um, I can't remember the other one. Uh, but yeah, she she had many different names. And I want to say one of them Spectrum. Um, yeah. Hold on. Yeah, no, <laughs> shitty you're right. telecom service. You're right. One of them was Spectrum. Uh, okay, yeah, I was right. Um so I, who knows what she's actually going to be, but I can't wait to find out. Hmm. Yeah. 
but um like the overall vibe of that episode though i i loved the the like late 90s or mid 90s um sitcom vibe i thought it was really cool um uh reminded me of like watching malcolm in the middle or something like that you know uh, <clears throat> i feel like that was the aesthetic that they were going for for sure <laughs> yeah definitely um so that was pretty awesome and i thought that in terms of um nailing a a time um like a a a specific time in television history i think they did the best job with that episode so far yeah i i I definitely agree with you on that um the one thing that we can talk about having to do with the beginning of that episode and like everything is that everybody who was in costume was wearing their original costumes from the comic books right yeah, that was pretty awesome. That was yes. a good throwback and a good and a good um, hat tip to like the the comic book fans. Yeah, I thought it was thought it was pretty sweet. And it was also good to see how dorky Vision's original costume was. It was kind of like um, yeah, what what hockey team had that color scheme? Was it the Ducks? I do not watch hockey. Uh, um, no, the Ducks had like a, a kind of like a green and white oh no you know who i'm thinking of is the the seattle sonics okay i can see basketball it. I'm, like I'm, the, I'm the green and gold thing I... hey you are completely correct yeah looking yeah. at that yeah and they even had a little bit of red um from looks like 1967 and 1970 they kind of had like the red and, and the orange right um so that's cool yeah I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. So <sighs> overall, um, um, let's see. If you were gonna if you were gonna grade the episode uh, on a scale of like one to ten, what would you give this one? I would give it an eight. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about the uh, you know pretty much the same thing. There was a couple couple visual effects that I thought could have used some uh, tidying up, but. Um, oh, you mean the silly string? The silly string, yeah, like the smashing the the pumpkins. I thought, I thought that was a little cheesy. Um, the kind of like um, the the effect of uh, Wanda's powers on some objects looked a little, you know, hanky. But um, those are that's like really picking some like nits there. So, but yeah, it was a pretty good episode. And again, I'm excited to see the next one. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of wondering what happened to Darcy because she was the only one you didn't really see what happened to after she got swallowed by the bubble. Right. Yes. Yeah. You, you saw the cops turn into clowns. You saw when I say cops, I mean sword agents. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the sword agents turn into clowns. You saw some other sword agents turn into like circus performers, but. When it swallowed Darcy, Darcy just disappeared. So right, yeah. Um, so just so that just so, you know, to touch back on the hockey uniform thing, I was right. The original Ducks uniforms were green and gold with a touch of purple. Um, Steve, I sent you a link uh, in the chat to that if you wanted to check it out. But um, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah.
pretty hideous. <laughs> I can see it to an extent, but I don't. I don't a hundred percent agree that. I mean, the green definitely, but the other colors were yeah eh, a little different. Yeah. but it's cool. It's a Goldberg jersey. I might buy it. <laughs> yeah, I know it's pretty sweet. <laughs> Just don't go to rehab. Uh. So anyway, <laughs> my mom listens. She's like, "Why'd you talk about your?" Sorry. <laughs> Um, all right, so yeah, so Darcy, um, I mean, what do you think is gonna if you were gonna make a prediction for the next episode, what do you think is gonna happen to Darcy? Is she going to completely fall into step with you know acting like a character on the show, or do you think she it's not gonna have any effect on her? She's probably gonna play her character from two broke girls. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, um, I honestly think it comes down to intelligence because Vision is highly intelligent and he kind of started figuring it out not too long after the whole thing started. So if that's how it is, uh, I think she might be kind of the autonomous thing that everybody else is doing and then figure it out because like Monica is also intelligent and she snapped out of it when she heard, you know, Pietro's name. Right. Yep. So I think we'll see, and and I think once she's in there, if if she does snap out of it, she's gonna do something to help because they're going to the two thousands in the next episodes. So right, yeah. Well, what do you think? Um, no, I'm kind of going in the in the same um in the same uh, direction that you are as far as that. I think that I think it just makes sense for her to not be completely um taken over by the whole uh tv show format thing i think she's going to figure it out pretty quick um but yeah yep look definitely looking forward to it i also think that she entered the hex knowing about the tv show so that may change how she is in the hex right yep so i get we're just gonna see um that being said i don't know if you saw but uh um kevin feige said that the next three episodes are going to be an hour long each. Whoa. Okay. That's cool. How, they got some stories to tell, apparently. How, how long have they been? Like 40 minutes? Um, None have gone over the 42 minutes. Oh, okay. Um, the most recent one was 38. The one before that was 42. Right. So, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, interesting. So. Hell yeah. All right. So, um... Uh, I think uh, it's fair to say that of the two of us, I might be the the bigger Star Wars nerd. Um, and so I was, uh, I've been following this whole drama involving one of the Mandalorian's um, lead actors, uh, Gina Carano. It's been going on actually for a little while now, for, for quite a few months. She's been stirring the pot a bit on... Um, her social media channels and uh well i guess this week it uh it caught up with her and um uh wednesday she was let go by disney for some uh for some of the controversial posts that she's put up on her on her social media they finally had enough I saw a little bit about it. I, I read up about it. But has she been problematic for a while? Like even after being on the show? Um, yeah. So she, you know, um, 
you know, politics is politics, and, and everybody's entitled to to their opinion, and that's entirely valid. But um, yeah, she she's been um, yeah, like I said, she's been stirring the pot for a while. This is not the first time that the hashtag Fire Gina Carano has come up. Um, it came up. Uh, a few, Did not know that. Yeah, it came up a few months ago. Um, there was some controversy over how her um, profile description in in I think it was Instagram, where um, you know something that a lot of people have been doing is putting their preferred pronouns in their um, about me section, and she decided to put um, beep boop bop or something like that, like droid noises, basically kind of making fun of the whole pronoun choice uh, thing. And that, um, you know, rightfully offended some uh, uh, LGBTQ um, folks and trans folks. Um, and so that's when I think the original hashtag Fire Gina Carano first came up. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure she got a warning from Disney about that. And, um, you know, for a, for a little while she was doing, you know, she toned down. Uh, a lot of the political rhetoric kind of died off, um, and then yeah. it came back. And uh, so this time around, she um, compared being a Republican to being Jewish during uh, the, the the Nazi period in Germany, and um, you can't you can't do that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it it, it wasn't. Being a Republican nowadays is not as bad as that. So she definitely, in my opinion, stepped way over the line. Yeah, you really can't do anything of the sorts like that. Like, there's nothing that compares to how Jewish people were treated in Germany no. during world the the the, the Nazi invasion. It's yeah. the most abhorrent thing you could ever think of and nothing anybody can say can ever downplay that. Right. And especially being a Republican, like if parties are divided, let it be. Yeah. Yeah. Um so and and um you actually used some you know, some of the verbiage from Disney's post. Um, you know, they they labeled her views as abhorrent. And um, so within a... Oh, wow, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, within a 48-hour period, um, Disney dropped her and her uh, agency also dropped her. Um, Hasbro... I heard about that. That's got to suck. Yep, Hasbro has pulled all of the uh, merchandise involving her and canc canceled it all. Um, so she's going to be losing out on her royalties from that. So... Yeah, it's uh, you know, you know, it, it's entirely okay to have an opinion, but just like any other private business, if it reflects poorly upon the business, you know, they have the right to let you go, and Disney exercised that right. So, public idea. Yeah, it sucks because she was supposed to star next to Carl Weathers in the show that was coming out, Rangers of the New Republic. Uh, right. I wonder what's going to happen with that show now. Well. Um, I don't know if they started filming that or not. Um, it was going to be, you know, her and, and Carl Weathers, but also um, it was going to involve more of the Republic's um, role as peacekeepers 
in the galaxy. Um, so there was, um, I believe it was episode two of season two of The Mandalorian when um, Mando had the run-in with the two X-Wing pilots. Um, so With the spiders. Yes, exactly. Good God, I hated that episode for that reason. It was the best. It was one of the best episodes, but freaked me right out. Um, anyway, yeah, so, you know, the, the, the role of those of those characters is what um, Rangers of the New Republic was going to kind of focus on. So as long as they haven't really started filming much of it at all, I don't think it's going to have that big of an effect. Um, and I kind of don't think it's going to have a massive effect on the Mandalorian either. Um, so I don't you know. Always just recast them anyways. Yeah. If they have to, they, 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 they could, um, I think they're going to find a, a pretty neat and tidy way to button her character arc up though um i mean in in the two in the two seasons that the show's been on she was only in six episodes you know so major character yes not not like super super essential uh yeah, I agree. Um, I thought it had more to do with Grief Karga and Cara Dune than it did that with like the the fighter pilots for the X wings and of the Republic and the Resistance and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, whoever they hire to kind of like fill the the role is going to have some you know pretty big shoes to fill. I mean, her, her I did I liked her character on the show. Um, and it is going to be kind of a bummer not having that, you know, strong female lead. Um, I think we're going to see more of what's going to happen with Bo-Katan and um, uh, the the other Mandalorians on on the show next season. That's my prediction. It's going to, you know, we're gonna we're not going to really touch on the whole Grogu baby Yoda child thing next season. I think yeah, I'm willing to bet his uh, his story arc is done for at least a, quite a few seasons. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they cleaned it up pretty good. I mean, I think they left the, the door open for um, revisiting it in, in future episodes, but I think next season it's, you know, we're not going to see too much of that. So we'll see, what they, we'll see what they do about toy sales. Yeah. I wonder if Cara Dune's toys that have already come out are going to be uh, worth a lot more money. <laughs> well, either that or we're going to see some, like... Uh, some interesting footage of like steamrollers driving over Caradoon action figures and and uh, and stuff like that. So who knows? But uh, anyway, I think we've given her enough press time. Yeah, I, screw her. <laughs> yeah, pretty I'm much. Okay I mean, you're getting canceled. You know, like we said, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But you know, seriously, there's times when you just need to keep it to yourself. So yeah. anyway. I completely agree. Uh, speaking of getting canceled, um, did you see the th- the allegations that came against Joss Whedon from Charisma Carpenter and Michelle Trachtenberg? No, this is a news story that's gone completely over my head, so you're breaking it to me right now. So Charisma Carpenter said that when she was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, she was treated very badly by Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon, as you know, is... Um, you know, one of one of the directors of many MCU movies, he did. Um, he pretty sorry, Joss Whedon directed uh, the first Iron Man, I believe. He directed a couple of the other MCU movies, 
and he he's very well liked in the nerd community. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, to hear some of the stuff that he said about Charisma Carpenter, and to hear what Michelle Trachtenberg said after the fact, kind of uh, makes you kind of I don't know cringe. Okay, if it's true. Uh, I guess when she was pregnant, he asked if she was going to keep it. Uh, he called her fat. Um, he, he threatened to fire her. He did fire her after she gave birth. Like, if you want to talk about abhorrent behavior, that's definitely one of them. Mm. Um, reading on what Michelle Trachtenberg said, she didn't share a lot of information. The one thing that she did say was that Joss Whedon was never allowed on set alone with her. Hmm. How do you feel about that? Well, uh, it sounds to me like somebody might be a little creepy. It's really weird that all this comes out. Like the, the whole cancel culture thing is weird to me. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like people should have said stuff a long time ago. Not not that it discredits anything that they're saying now. It's just, I just, it's it's so weird. Mm-hmm. I I would have rather this guy not make good movies and and taint the, I don't know, integrity of the movies that he did make. You know what I mean? Yeah, it it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the um, J.K. Rowling controversy. Also, um, you know, it's kind of like it brings up the subject of you know, the artist versus the art and, um, you know, how we as people sometimes associate the artist with the art so much that it, you know, when the artist lets us down, it becomes hard to enjoy the art again. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it's something that I struggle with sometimes. Um, uh, you know, when it comes to, to some of the things that I, that I like, um, you know, the Harry Potter thing being one of them, you know, it's, it's tough to, to really want to support the, the art when the artist lets you down. Um, but yeah, like it's, it just sucks. Like he, he made some of the best movies. He made Captain America, the first Avenger. He made the first Avengers movie. He made, Age of Ultron, which you hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's not that I hate. It's just kind of like, meh, it's there. You know, it's there, um, meh. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know. It, it just sucks. Yeah. Um, at least it's out now and you don't have to worry about him being a shitty person anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully hopefully he's, you know, it, again, these are all allegations, correct? Or is this, or has any of this been proven true? Um, as far as I know, their allegations, I don't know to what extent people have backed up the allegations. I, I think an executive producer did back up that he was kind of a bad person. Yeah. Uh, but I, I didn't, I, I read it in passing, so I, I can't be a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know. Man, a lot of controversy in this episode, huh? Yeah. Wow. It's, I don't I don't really like this this type of. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's obviously something you should talk about, but it's it's just shitty that people can be shitty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like you know, why can't people just be good to each other? You know, I I, I find it much easier 
and less stressful and it takes a lot less effort just to be okay with somebody you know don't be a dick <laughs> basically yeah i agree yeah. i agree wholeheartedly <laughs> yeah. and uh, uh speaking of dicks let's talk about jackass <laughs> that was the greatest segue i've ever heard you say <laughs> i thank you oh um yeah i did you even know that they were making a jackass for no <laughs> i had no idea i mean i didn't either i had no idea until this news story broke out <laughs> yeah apparently it's been in the works for the last year and a half according to drunk bam margera oh god um and they've kind of been forcing him to take a breathalyzer like two to three times a day and he hasn't been able to stay sober he's he hasn't a really bad problem with alcohol he hasn't been the same since ryan dunn died which i get loss is hard especially when it's your best friend um but it's i don't know have you seen the video like did him talking about everything no i didn't i saw some screen caps from it but um he's looking pretty rough definitely he looks like phil (laughs) oh my god yeah um I guess um, Steve-O and Johnny Knoxville got injured on the second day of filming. They had to go to the hospital. So, so did you? I did, did not know that. Okay, yeah. So I, I I was reading an article literally before we started podcasting. Um, apparently, they were filming a stunt involving a treadmill at full speed, where um, Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O had like marching band instruments. <laughs> and they jump onto the treadmill at full speed and i guess they both like had to go end up going to the hospital or something so um i'm I'm reading the article right now and the as i'm scrolling the one thing that popped into my head was in uh quotation marks fucking tubas (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) all right um all right well yeah (laughs) yeah yeah new jackass same as the old jackass apparently it's kind of funny considering like they're all in their early 50s well they're between 40 and 50 i know johnny knoxville's like 51 yeah i mean i don't know does the world need another jackass movie you know if you don't think they do, you're wrong. Okay. I mean, we could all use a laugh and a distraction, I guess. But Especially uh, after last year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, I guess we should start taking bets now on how many minutes until Chris Pontius whips his uh, dick out on screen. <laughs> I think it's the first scene. <laughs> the first, like, opening scene. There it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, uh, no. this is uh this is crazy i i mean that's it's cool i guess um going back a little bit i i guess they've really been trying to start get this off the ground before covid hit like right before and then it just hit and kind of took a back door but because all the studios and everything are back to working it's working a little bit better mm. <laughs> I just want to see people get hit. I want to see Johnny Knoxville. He's there's going to be a bull or something. He always gets mauled by an animal. It's usually some bovine of some sort. (laughs) 
Oh God. Oh, I don't need any more bovine body fluids and uh <laughs> Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Uh yeah, see? See? <laughs> it never leaves you. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> well not not for bovine bodily you know what I mean. Uh, well yeah. I, I would hope. I hope not for bovine body fluids. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about tonight? Um, no, I mean, I, I think that pretty much does it for me. Um, so if you want to move on to the, uh, recommendations of the week. So, yeah, uh, I think that about does it for tonight. Uh, we always try to end the episode by recommending something. Uh, Frank, is there anything you want to recommend movie music, anything? Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to recommend a movie that I watched with, um, my kids today. Um, and, uh, that would be, um, the, the genius, uh, Hayao Miyazaki's movie, um, Spirited Away. It's fantastic. It's easily one of the best animated films of all time. Um, my kids loved it. Uh, it was the second time they saw it now. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's beautiful. You know, if you're really into movies that just look fantastic and look phenomenal uh i definitely recommend seeing spirited away so that's my recommendation it's not a studio ghibli movie is it yes it is i yeah it's it has that like anime aesthetic i've never been huge into anime or animated movies that have like a uh asian japan aesthetic yeah um i should probably give it a chance but I haven't yet. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it, it it's great. Um, so, yeah, I, yep, that's my recommendation. <laughs> what do you have? Um, so my recommendation is actually tied in with the name of this podcast. I am also going to recommend a movie. The movie I am going to recommend anybody who hasn't watched to watch is The Princess Bride funny story about the princess bride uh, so i was searching the interwebs at work on my break this afternoon ted cruz has said that the princess bride is his favorite movie and carrie ewes 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 elwes elwes i have no idea whatever sure that guy yeah that guy he played you know the dread pirate roberts wesley wesley you know the the love of buttercup yeah uh he replied with how does it feel to know that not only the entire cast and crew of your favorite movie, The Princess Bride, but almost the in- whole entertainment industry have nothing but rabid content for you. Hashtag inconceivable. I think not. You miserable Ruiz. <laughs> and in case you don't know what Ruiz means, it means rodent of unusual size. Uh, and there's the tie-in to our podcast's name nerds of unusual origin nerds of unusual origin (laughs) um so this was the last piece of it that ted cruz said does this mean you want your picture back and sent a picture of him as the dread pirate roberts that says to senator cruz best carry use whatever either way watch the princess bride yeah it's a great movie Yep, it is a good movie. It's been an extremely long time since I've seen it. It's one of my wife's favorite movies, too. Um, 
and she keeps ragging on me that I haven't watched it with her yet. So you've been with Stacy for a long time, and you have not watched time. that movie. No, we haven't watched that movie together. So get on that. Yeah. All right. Um, that about does it. Yeah. Yeah, that wraps it up. So uh, we are nerds of unusual origin. I'm Steve. I'm Frank. May the force be with you. Bye-bye.